What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeardelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the internet's only expansion draft podcast. I am <laughs> Joel Gasson with John Fraser, as always. As yes, this is our expansion draft special. I guess, kind of. Yeah, we're not talking hockey. Don't worry. No, that's 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 no no. That's, no we no, have not. Happening. We have not turned heel. Uh, this is not a hockey podcast. This is still a football podcast, but. Because we love to embrace the dumb and love fun, it's an expansion draft podcast, and it'll all make sense here as you continue to listen, dear listeners. Please Plus, keep you know, listening. SEO reasons and all that. I'm sure putting expansion draft in the title of this podcast might actually help it. So, right, that's 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 fair. And that is one of be... that is one of like the favorite things. My favorite podcast, the Shutdown Fullcast, does sometimes. Right, is they put something that's like going on in the world of sports, especially football, or something like I believe their NFL draft preview special. They didn't talk about the NFL for a second. They, didn't, <laughs> they just put that in the headline because you know people are searching that kind of stuff right now. <laughs> well, it's like it's it's like those like shitty YouTube thumbnails. Like I need, yeah. I feel like if we could have thumbnails, we need like a badly edited like you panicking as I light something on fire, and it's like. John and Joel's expansion draft Flamageddon and nothing lights on fire except maybe when I burp out the rum I'm drinking. Yeah. Well, we, hey, spoiler alert. Oh, no, 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 no. I still have more for, <laughs> in the glass because uh, my... Well, I, okay, I'm going to go with it. My fucking computer... I was I was a P, I was a PC guy for years because I can I can kind of fix them. It's one of my hidden talents. I'm I'm like I'm terrible at stuff around the house, but I'm good at fixing computers and cars and stereos and TVs and stuff like that. So I do bring some value to my relationship as Lacey does all the minor home repairs and baseboards and stuff like that around the house. Um, but one thing I don't get sometimes is my computer randomly when it updates will like kind of like soft lock me out, and I have to keep putting in a password and putting in a password and eventually I just get it wrong enough times and it just kind of lets me in. I haven't figured it out. I haven't taken the time to crack it down, but uh, yeah, there was a chance that this could have been done on the cell phone instead of with my luxurious desk setup this week because fucking Microsoft. I want to, I, I, I remember those like I'm a Mac and I'm a PC commercials. Mm-hmm. That's what I envision this computer being the human embodiment of sometimes, just that, like, stuffy PC guy. I'm a PC. I updated. Now you have to sign in with a password you certainly don't remember. So, yes, I was drinking before the podcast, which usually leads to our best episodes. Whatever that means. I mean, it's not a, it's not an incredibly high bar. That's also fair. So let's just hope that Lacey does not go into labor suddenly. That would be, that would make for a quite interesting episode. Certainly would. Thankfully, uh, <laughs> a shout out to uh, our good friend Dan Plaster, who is on call 
in case that does happen. If I just got a nope out of here, it's half razor, half plaster. I'm a little worried, though, because with direct comparison, like, I feel like Plaster is not only better looking and more talented than me, you'll see in direct comparison, he's also much funnier. So, you know, they're it's like when the backup goalie is way better than the starter, but the starter is just there because he has a huge salary cap head. I think it would be, it would actually make, it would actually be incredibly hilarious if you did have to leave mid-episode. Right. And so I, you know, I end the whole, I end the recording, call up Dan, get started. But then just continue on and have him start just join in like nothing happened. <laughs> like suddenly it just goes from you to him without any explanation whatsoever. <laughs> just me going, oh shit, I gotta go. And all of a sudden there's Dan Plaster just picking yeah, up. No, a like I just ended at a point where I'm talking and then instead of you joining, start continuing the conversation, he does. <laughs> I, I, I kind of hope Lacey goes into labor now. I think I would enjoy hearing that. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. We almost have to do that in one day just for fun. <laughs> I wonder how many people would pick up. Wait, no, no, they would pick up on it when your co-host started saying intelligent things and not just, you know, being a belligerent, loud, usually buzzed asshole. Yeah, that's, that's they, it's possible. They, yeah, they'd yeah. pick up on that. I mean, Plaster does work for the CBC, so you know he's... Hoity-toity, who works for the CBC. Uh, who are we kidding? I love he's, Plaster. He's, 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 the, he's the outsider there. He's not... He, <laughs> he, he really is. I picture him in the lunchroom as they all get, you know, do hoity-toity CBC things and just sitting in, like, his corner, depressingly eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and wishing for more cool people like us to hang out with. Speaking of the CBC, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about their new deal with uh, the Canadian Major Junior Hockey League. But we're not a hockey podcast. We no, we're not a hockey podcast. And how this could be a path that the CFL should explore one day if they ever decide to get out of Bell Media's ass. And Yes! Uh, we're also going to talk, of course, about expansion drafts, as I wrote a piece for 3 Down Nation on basically if the Atlantic Schooners draft was being held right now, based on NHL rules for sake of ease, who would be the nine players that I think the Riders should protect? So we'll kind of get into a little, little bit of that. I'm going to ask John also if then if he was the general manager of said Schooners, uh, which would be the first Rider he would take off that team based on the expansion draft and the protection list of who's available and all that sort of fun stuff. And we're also going to talk about the ever-evolving situation of the Riders' offensive line, as we will actually directly talk about football at some point. Yeah, at, at, at some point. Uh, but first, because we have sponsors now, let's talk about our balls. Uh, the Olymp- <laughs> I mean, there is actually going to be football this summer. So. There is, and... There's also going to be the Olympics, uh, the Euros just finished, baseball, CFL, golf majors, concerts, they're all in this summer. You know what isn't, Joel? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with the help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. The fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to the website, ordering with the code FANSIDED20. We are paying the bills. Um, It actually says in the speaking notes, I'm just like last week, how we're supposed to talk about when I've hurt my balls while trimming. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, since my vasectomy, my balls just randomly hurt sometimes. So it's almost like because I've stopped cutting them when using my lawnmower 4.0, that it's just like, hey, I'm just going to randomly hurt sometimes. Leftover nerve damage, because I'm sure that's healthy. Um, and I have a pop quiz for you, Joel. Mm-hmm. 
What has a 7,000 RPM motor? Is it a fancy new Toyota? Or the lawnmower 4.0 that I use to trim my balls? That would be a very, um... That would be a pretty underperforming car, so I'm going to go with the lawnmower 4.0. That is it. Also, if you uh, order with our code, the whole performance package, uh, they now send some gifts. I like mm. gifts. I like free stuff. Uh, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. So you get a little bag so you can trim your balls on the go. Get some boxers so you can basically signal to the world, my equipment is trimmed. With those boxers, you're now good for another year, at least, without having to buy more than two. Okay, here's a Fraser fun fact. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> I have never bought underwear for myself in my life. Really? Well, okay. So, my mom used to do it, you know, when you're young. Yeah, 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 yeah. Continued through high school. Uh, in college, I just started, like, you know, you get you go home for, especially when you're in college or your first couple of years in broadcasting, when you might as well still be in college because you're making, like, less than the guy that serves you your coffee. So every year I'd go home and get, you know, underwear and socks. And this just kind of continues. So I have never in my life bought underwear for myself. Now my wife does it. She goes to Costco, sees some stuff as my stuff starts to shred because I won't do it. I have yeah. gone 34 years on this earth never buying my own underwear. And that is a streak that I am not breaking. Good, good, good for you, I guess. I don't know. It is the weirdest streak I think I'm a part of, but I love how Manscaped... I guess everyone's got a hill to die on, I guess. So uh, That's fair. I love how Manscaped coming on board as one of our sponsors has led to some of the strangest Fraser fun facts. Which is really saying something, and I hope you continue to come up with one every week during these. <laughs> it's going to be a little difficult. <laughs> anyway, I'll try. Yeah, I know you'll try. You'll give it the old college try, but whether, whether they're true or not, too, I mean, no one's really going to call you on it, so... I feel like some people might now. Like, we seem to have gathered enough of a cult following that if I give, like, contradictory Fraser fun facts, they'll be like, no, hey, you can't have massive amounts of pubes. You said you shave your balls. And oh. you can shave your balls too, Joel. You get 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20. At manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. I like that line. You do. You like it so much that you read the part that I was supposed to read. I know. I saw... Okay, I <laughs> now I do this in front of a laptop. I saw the achieve pubic glory this year. I'm like, I, I gotta steal this from you. I, I knew you would respect the move, so I just had to do it. All that really matters is it got read, I guess. So, so as long as someone we did it. Can continue getting our Balls trade. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to talk about the expansion draft, our imaginary expansion draft that we're making up in our minds right now, and the offensive line, and TV. Before we get into all that, as usual, uh, we have a little bit more to talk about before we get into the bulk of the episode. John, what is in the glass this week as I heard the glorious crack of a can of beer? That's right. I figured I would make your mouth salivate your mouth juices as I did that. Um... At least You're you going... didn't do that during the Manscaped read. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? This two sponsor thing's throwing me off enough to get all the love in. Um, and my love does come from our OG sponsor, the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. 
I had one left over for my glamping weekend in Buffalo Pound. Wow. Great getaway. I know. I'm amazed you didn't drink all eight of those. <sighs> so am I. Um, I also picked up some Rattlers, and I mm. kind of went with that for a while, which was a nice, you know, like, medium beer. Um, either way, Pile of Bones Wide IPA. It is the unofficial official beer of this podcast until something comes along and replaces it. I'm going to take my first sip of it now. Thanks to our OG sponsors. It's so good when it touches my mouth. Absolutely. Uh, for me, I have the uh, Rebellion Amber Ale, sort of a little later on, lighter on the side of the amber beers. Uh, so mm-hmm. pretty good in summer for uh, a red beer. So I just kind of felt like barking up that tree tonight. So uh, that's that's where we are. I was going to say, is your air conditioner on? Because that seems like an air conditioner beer. Oh, the air conditioner is always on. Oh, that's... that's Especially no, that's... in the summer. But yeah, generally it's, it's on a lot because... Uh, I run very warm, as you know, so I, uh, I mean, I'm the guy that wears shorts in the house in the winter, so. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm totally, like, <laughs> literally, as soon as I get home, I drop trow and show the world, hopefully not my perfectly shaved balls, and uh, <laughs> throw on my shorts. Mm-hmm. Some people win. that may have some new shorts now are players oh, of the Seattle Kraken, as they were all chosen in Ouch. the Ouch. NHL expansion draft. Or uh, leaked by Frank Saravelli earlier in the day. I think. I think. Remember Hit the game, when not Justin the player. when Justin Dunk, mm-hmm. our boy, got so much shit for leaking picks before TSN announced them when it was mm-hmm. a CFL draft a couple years ago. Yeah, I. I feel even though like, like NFL insiders do it all the time. Oh, a hundred percent. But but I love Kate. Okay, I love the workaround. It's like. It's the belief that this team is going to draft this player. Wasn't that that was the NBA draft? That was that was Woj that did that. Yeah, and Woj and Sheft in the NFL all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How they basically use the loophole of I. Be, it is my personal belief that this team is going to do this, and of course they do it right. So I feel like there should be a support group for him because yeah, Frank Saravalli. Like even before I took my morning poo had out there at least two players for the Seattle Kraken and took all the drama out of it. In fairness, that bro- I I watched it while I was doing the dishes. It was a shitty broadcast. Like the they guys were, they were clearly easing ESPN back into the hockey world. It's like, okay, you guys get this. It's not really that important. No one's really going to remember, so just kind of get your sea legs here a little bit with this one. But even the sea legs <laughs> weren't good. Like they were trying to like oh, this is a last-place team in the Western Conference, and they did so poorly, so the Kraken didn't have very many guys to choose. Like, they're just shitting on some of these, like, exposed lists and then drafting a player. It's like... Well, at least they actually ended up picking someone. That's fair. Like, remember that's... it was in the Ottawa Red Blocks expansion draft? The, yes. um, it was Winnipeg at the time was so brutal I that they that, did yeah. not want to take another player from the team. Like, there was a Canadian they had to take, and they ended up taking a free agent, so he would just walk away. Yeah. It was, it was, and I, re- I remember explicitly hearing that Ottawa asked if they could just not pick anyone again from Winnipeg. I remember that. <laughs> I, I think that might have been... Because, yeah, I was still in sports media that time, and I remember yeah. you and I discussing that, and I think that might have been my low point as a Bombers fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Your pretty harsh when the new when the new team is like, nah, no, we're good. We don't want anyone else from you guys. We're good. But that would have been like them coming out and publicly just shitting all over everybody. Like it yeah. was just it was it was cringe. It was disjointed. It was just not good. 
Uh, it's it. I didn't it wasn't watch the so show well. like the Vegas thing was, and you knew everybody that was getting picked. So it was just a yeah. uh, welcome, welcome back to uh, welcome back to ESPN. Here's a real shitty performance for you. Anyway, yeah, much love to Frank Saravelli. Um, if you're mad about him leaking all those picks, uh, be mad at one, the people making the leaks to Saravelli. He's just doing his job. And mm-hmm. two or two, mad at the NHL for not, you know, making these selections in real time rather than having them submit the whole fucking thing beforehand. Which was so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, like that was like, like at least, you know, when the CFL does something better than you, mm-hmm. you might want to give it up. I remember being on the conference call or shortly after that they were actually announcing the picks in real time. And I get it. You want some of the players there, but so put two or three guys on it. Like everybody knew they were picking Giordano. They knew they had picked the goalie out of Florida and they knew they'd picked Adam Larson. And in today's day and age, it's not hard to get a guy on a zoom or a call or a phone call pretty quick. Well, see the problem was, was <laughs> they did this from like a boat. Yeah. So I don't think they were set up for like a Zoom call and they didn't really interview the guys. It was more like, here's Adam Larson. He signed with us, which is awesome. He's wearing a jersey. Now here's Ron Francis to do hockey talk. Like it, it was, it, it is not worth a rewatch. So if you're a hardcore Seattle Kraken fan, which by the way, love the logo on the jerseys, and you recorded that tonight, just listen to us instead. Absolutely. Even though we're already like 20 minutes in and should be listening to us anyways. So, with that in mind, um, thanks to our fearless leader, uh, Justin Dunk, uh, we chat a little bit the other day about uh, the possibility of if there were a CFL expansion draft being held right now. Like, let's say the Atlantic Schooners were about to join the league and they needed to fill out the roster a bit. Um, who would the Riders currently put on their protected list should there, if there were going to be an expansion draft right now? I like this. I like where this is going. Uh, for the sake of ease, uh, we decided the CFL was going to adopt the NHL's rules, basically. So they're protecting nine players. Three of them have to be Canadian. Mm-hmm. And other rules that kind of got thrown in there, uh, anyone on rookie contracts, basically the last two draft picks, and anyone suffering long-term injuries, and I added not playing in 2021, i.e. Brandon Labatt, uh, also exempt from being picked in this. So guys like Nelson Lacombo, uh your boy, obviously, Logan Ferlin unavailable as well. All Unfortunately, sort of yes, all those all those guys unavailable. So this is kind of the list I came up with: nine players that would be protected by uh, Jeremy O'Day. I believe if uh, he were to had have if I had any input into the list, this is kind of what it would look like. Okay, the number one pick is surely going to shock you. Oh, I'm waiting for it. Quarterback Cody Fajardo. No, I, know, I can't right? believe you picked the. Can you believe I protected him? starting quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to protect. Yeah, anyway, moving on. <laughs> no much, not much of an explanation. Just for his name? Yeah, no need for an explanation on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I went, uh, I guess there are no particular order after that, because I, I, I wrote in the piece, uh, here's who I would protect mostly in no particular order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny I listened to another podcast uh, with Frank Saravalli on mm-hmm. it and uh, he was going they were doing a mock draft and his co-host was like he's like hey we're gonna go alphabetical by team and his co-host's like but I picked my player and it's like really awkward that Saravalli's mm-hmm. like hey Detroit from what I've heard they're taking this guy boom 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 and his guy's like uh well I took this guy it was just like I know we're not experts but like that sounded more amateur than we are. 
Yeah. It was not good. Anyways, do go on with your picks. Yeah, so then I followed it up with uh, another former Regina Thunder who never played with Logan Furlan, obviously, and that was uh, offensive lineman Dan Clark. Ooh. I think as uh, the current longest-serving member of the team and and of the offensive line, uh, he's basically expected to be the anchor of the line without Brandon Labatt this year. Got to keep him around. Well, especially, too, your starting center, the yeah. guy who's responsible for, for calling out the calls, the line calls, and all that kind of stuff, and a guy who has chemistry, chucking the ball back, which is an underrated skill, chucking the ball back to the number one protected guy, that being Cody Fajardo. A uh, little on the older side, but uh, I'd, I'd agree with you. It, it's also funny that I say a little on the older side as an O-lineman for a guy that's two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing with a theme here, uh, another Canadian um, offensive lineman, Evan Johnson. Yep. Uh, big free agent splash expected to fill a big hole on the line. Can't let him go. Nope. Uh, final Canadian I have on the board here, safety Mike Edom. Mm-hmm. Found him, he's found himself a hole in the middle of the Saskatchewan secondary, and he is the top Canadian on defense with the departure of Cam Judge. Right. Yeah, uh, and a no-brainer, too. Um, safety, generally a Canadian-dominated position, uh, especially if you can find a good one that could play, you know, no matter what his passport is. Uh, definitely got to hold on. Couldn't uh, couldn't disagree with you there at all. Okay, uh, things might start to get a little weird at points here now. We'll see. Cause, uh, that's Because I, I, I did put age and contract kind of into consideration for some of my picks. As you'll, right. as you'll notice, some notable non-protected that we may want to talk about at some point. Right now, so the only one too, um, Braden Linius. Does he count, or is he still on his first contract? I can't. He's still remember. on his first contract. Okay, so he's exempt from that because that's yeah. kind of the first one. I'm like, that would really be. I'm just trying to think of guys I would disagree with in terms of your Canadian selections, and ah, uh, just looking through it, like maybe Brett Lowther, maybe, but yeah, I, I can't see exposing one of the other guys to to no. do so i mean you could always right? protect more canadians if you wanted to but i decided to stick with the three right 100 percent. as you know a lot of the riders <laughs> a lot of the riders you know the guys that you're gonna want to protect seem to be or fall under the exemption rule which is nice like again mm-hmm. logan furland and Braden linius so okay mm-hmm. there's yeah I, I can't really disagree with any of those canadian picks joel okay uh defensive back nick marshall hmm Former quarterback turned a defensive back. He's become actually a pretty steady part of the defense. He's remember early on in his career with the, with the, with the switch. Uh, he's a little boomer bust, but I think uh, back half, especially of 2019, he definitely settled in and was less. He was not beat as much on deep plays, I would say. Yeah, he he kind of figured it out. And two, I like his. I like what they do with him coming in as a short yardage guy. I mean, this is a. I still have PTSD from watching Kevin Glenn break his arm on like a nothing short yardage play back in two thousand seven, which I'm sure. Well, they did that under Chris Jones. They don't do it anymore. But anyway. But but he he, he could be that guy if you wanted him to be that. Guy, he could be right. Yes. Like I'm all for guys that are versatile that. Can, can do that and i i don't know i never hated him back there i know that was a jones mm. staple and not a craig dickinson thing but i always liked it yep uh defensive line ac leonard yeah Joe yeah, charleston cool. hughes he's the top pass rusher on the team i uh, gotta keep that around uh and this next years old yeah this next one uh is a guy who probably would not have made the list originally but that's linebacker Dion lacy uh, with Larry Dean on the shelf for the season, I think Lacey becomes too important to risk losing. 
yeah, you definitely couldn't lose another another starting American linebacker. Uh, big contract, big age. He could be a guy that maybe you thought about exposing, but no, I'm with you. You you, you can't lose another linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite news recently where this may have changed, this may drop him from the list because he could apparently be coming exempt soon. Uh, that'd be offensive lineman left tackle Taron Vaughn. Um, with yeah. so much change on the offensive line, any consistency they can get is important this year. Yep. Yep. I, I would agree with that. Also, uh, age is playing for him, being only 27. Yep. And last but not least, uh, receiver Shaq Evans. His chemistry I, with Fajardo is, it speaks for itself. So. I was I, I love that you held on to Shaq Evans long enough to make even me go, is he really <laughs> not taking Shaq Evans? Uh, yeah. You you put some doubt into my mind just for a second. So I am so now... So the notable long- names like that I left off, I know some people may find a little interesting to me, was of course be like the likes of Ed Ganey, who I was actually, to be completely honest, kind of surprised back with the team this year. And right. of course, uh, defensive tackle uh, Mike Johnson... Uh, for me, just in those situations, I think Johnson, especially, there's a lot of questions around his knees right now. So mm-hmm. I think team, I think uh, a team might take a pass on him. So I'm taking a bit of a risk there. But generally speaking, I didn't have a problem exposing um, the older guys, quite frankly. Yeah, I'm now wearing my lobster roll loving hat of the pretend Atlantic schooners. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out... Let's do two picks. So, yeah, two picks, because I believe we'll kind of go back to the Ottawa rule a little bit, where they had, like, the... You picked, like, there was the American round, and then there's two Canadian rounds. Right. So we're not going to do all three, but let's say you were, you're were you the Atlantic Schooner's GM. You have to pick one American and one Canadian. Um, I think my American pick... <sighs> it's a flashy name, and I think you sometimes need... A little bit of flash as an expansion team. I think you need a dangerous potential downfield threat. He may not have shown it in his return from the NFL, but I'm thinking from the guys you left exposed, I'm probably taking Jordan Williams Lambert. Okay. I think he was derailed a little bit by injury, a little bit by rust when he did make it up here with the Riders. It's always... There's always that big splash free agent guy you bring in a little late midseason and they never seem to really refine their rhythm after returning from the NFL. But Mm -hmm. before he went down there, big play, dynamic guy. And to me, you're you're probably starting a team without without a great quarterback. So, you know, you need at least a dependable weapon uh, at receiver. Uh, The other one I would think of as well, although he is a little bit. Uh, there's a couple in there. Uh, Lucius Purifoy is yeah. another one I would think about. That's the one after the fact where I kind of thought, ooh, should I have protected him? Right. But with, I, the, I, with, I, but with, not, with only nine players, three of them Canadian, there's going to be talent exposed, and there's just no way around it. Well, that's it. I mean, uh, I'm looking at Purifoy. Uh, it, it all kind of depends, you know, how, how you want to build your team. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the kind of guy, and even you and I were texting a bit about the Kraken expansion draft today. I think you need offensive talent that can do things um i'm surprised to talk hockey for like three seconds that they didn't take tarasenko because to me there's a guy that can score that can do things that can sell jerseys that can you know potentially be flipped for something uh luchas purifoy to me is not a sexy name unless you watch the game a whole bunch uh but i also thought of william powell getting up there a little bit but there's a guy you yeah can mark- i have no problem 
leaving an old running back unprotected. <laughs> I do and I don't, but I mean, he's been he's been steady through his whole career. He's been durable through his whole career, and there's a guy you could take with the intention of, great, we're zero and eight. Maybe let me turn him into something. Um, now for the Canadians, I think I would know where I would go if I'm Canadian, but I'm gonna let you pick first. That's fair. Wait, you didn't protect Kyron Moore, did? It? Or is Kyron Moore still on his first contract? Um, I didn't protect him, no. Huh, there'd be, be another one. one. Yeah, that's where I thought maybe you were going to go, but anyway. Yeah, no, I, as I, no, that would, mm. I still go Jordan Williams-Lambert because I think he's more what he showed with his first visit here. Um, I don't think he's going to demand as much as Kyron Moore, but Kyron Moore definitely, yeah, would be there as well. So for Canadian, hey, so I gotta go Canadian. Huh. I, I'm sure I'm going to miss the one that you're probably thinking of. Do I go Brett Lowther? That's kind of what I was thinking, just for yeah, just I for mean, local just, attachment reasons. Well, A, local attachment reasons, and B, <clears throat> as you're starting to see as the offseason uh, already, you know, dependable kickers aren't the dime dozen that they seemingly are. And this is coming from a Winnipeg Blue Bombers fan who, you know, we lose Justin Nedlock, he goes into retirement, and they're like, yeah, we'll just bring in a rookie and he'll do real fine and all be well. I mean, his nickname and, is Legs, so what could be wrong? What could go uh, wrong with it? Oh, apparently everything. Uh, <laughs> Legs has not been good, according to every review of training camp. Uh, so I know it's a, it's it's a position mocked by a pretty underrated Adam Sandler song. But I'd probably take Brett Lowther, and part of that would just be as kind of a, you know, old degeneration ex-WWF crotch chop towards the, you know, Rough Riders to say, okay, go ahead and fill this position because it's it, it's a sneaky, tough position to develop, especially with that Canadian passport. It can be, yeah, and I, I just think there would be too much of a local connection to pass up there would basically be. 100%. Uh, now you, you got to consider that, too, especially with marketing a new team, so... Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, you got Kyron Moore, Jordan Williams, Lambert, and then you got, you know, the local kid there. Um, I think for this exercise, you now owe me a lobster roll at Grey Cup 2022. <laughs> so I, don't I don't even know, know if what you they want they a lobster roll in Regina. <laughs> you know what? I had I had one at the, at the uh, East Coast Kitchen Party the last time it was in Regina. And I mean, like, I was, like, zesty, John. I was wearing my Ryan Dinwiddie jersey so nobody would lose me that night uh, and definitely crush a lobster roll. I don't know what it's made out of. It, it could just be flavored rubber, but I don't care. They were delicious at that time. I can tell you that I've, the only real time I've had lobster in my life was basically fresh caught off the boat in Nova Scotia. Oh, God. At uh, my brother-in-law's wedding, like, the day after, I believe, we went to, like, his his now sister-in-law's house and like they right. had lobster caught that morning and it was cooked and then you just ate it fresh that evening and oh my goodness yeah you, you like you, they had the garlic butter out but you didn't even need it that's how good it no was. you you set you set the bar way too high for yourself yeah yes. like i basically can't have lobster ever again in my life unless i'm there basically no which is fair because mm-hmm. i mean it's one I, of those I, things i'm like if i'm gonna eat it i'm gonna eat it right i'm not gonna eat it at some random restaurant in regina as a man that loves lobster and lobster tails, I have done. I've even cooked lobster here at my own house. Now, don't don't expect lobster when you come for a barbecue here no. on the August long weekend, pending baby, of course. You're you're you, if you're if I'm feeling generous, I'll buy the really good burgers from Sobeys. <laughs> okay, I, I wouldn't even ask you to use your employee discount. Yeah, um, <laughs> the 
the guys who eat a lot of burgers are of course the offensive linemen. And I just I just I got applause every time you do that. <laughs> I don't know how you take my random bullshit and turn it into transitions. Like it's it's ah. it's it's golden. Some people just have the gift, I guess. I guess you do. Um I mean a situation that wasn't great to begin with for the riders, I think it's fair to say I'm not gonna say we're in like panic zone or you know, rider fans should be in panic zone or anything right now. But we're getting close. But yeah, I mean it's easy to say how this goes will determine where the team is going, but I think it's you know definitely at that point right now where it's like, okay, as devastating as those injuries were on defense and Larry Dean and, and Nelson the Combo, I mean, Bernal Labatt's not playing. No. Um, Brett Boyko is kind of a question mark in terms of whether he's actually a CFL offensive lineman or not, starting... Which which is crazy to think of how highly regarded he was just yeah. a few years ago. Uh, we know Jose St. John is going to probably not be that guy. Um, no, he's replacement level at best, I would say. Yeah. Uh, your boy, Logan Furlan, has stepped up now, which is good. Good to see. And lots of people still talking about him. It's only getting stronger. Once in a while, I know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, and... so, so maybe, maybe, maybe that's the opportunity he needs, and maybe they turn out okay. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, because then um, Cyrus... Quengio, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's last name. Uh, he was a former uh, offensive tackle in the NFL. Uh, he decided to retire. He was the guy that they were running out of right tackle the first week of camp when I was there. Right, and 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 just out of nowhere, yeah, no, I'm good. See you guys. So, I mean, this is this is becoming, you know, sort of a okay. Uh, where do we go? What happens from here? So. There's, they're still trying things out. They're trying different guys in different spots. There's going to be a lot of different options, and they're just going to have to work this out because there's no preseason games to see what is the formula that may or may not work here. And Which could, which could, which could be scary, especially yeah. you and I are big believers and big fans of Cody Fajardo for all sorts of reasons, but mm-hmm. the last thing you want is him playing behind a porous offensive line yeah. starting to get a little gun shy. Yeah, so, like, I mean, at the start of the season, you know, and heading into the season and heading into the last season, even I think it's fair to say we we're both fairly bullish on this team. Are oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, we were because we yeah. were even talking about like what an absolute Fraser curse this was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of turning into that because I think it's time. I think I honestly think it's time to take a step back and think, okay, where is this team actually at right now? Through no fault of their own, there's just been a lot of random stuff that seems to have happened to them. And, you know, it's probably made it what wasn't already interesting West even more interesting because I was fairly confident the Riders were probably going to at least host a home playoff game this year. Mm-hmm. Right now, though, with the questions at linebacker and a little bit on the defensive line, but especially on the offensive line, I just don't know. Yeah, what was a point of strength is suddenly a point of weakness because between injuries and not playing the season and everything <sighs> it's suddenly a worry i think mm-hmm. logan furland can step up i think josiah st john is replacement level that signing of evan johnson is ringing like that is such a big signing yeah. even more so now do you if you're the riders and the cfl maybe comes to their senses a bit in in terms of the restricted at-home COVID rules. Are you not reaching out to Brendan Labatt saying, dude, keep yourself in shape? 
I mean, there's certainly a possibility, I guess. I mean, like, if, if the restrictions loosen, loosen, he may be interested. Which they, which they said they may after six weeks of the season. Because, mm-hmm. again, Labatt's beef. Now, again, also, if you're, if you're Brennan Labatt, basically the first five, six weeks are at home. Labatt publicly said, I have no problem isolating in a hotel room on the road. Yeah. You know, most your home schedule is very, you know, front heavy. If the guy can see his family when he's not on when he's, you know, home from the roads, which is even a smaller amount of time, do you not say, okay, come back after six games if we're struggling? You know, there's a few more speaking engagements in it for you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, to me, that's really like they have to do they're at a point they have to do something before the season starts. And I find it interesting with Derek Dennis. That was the name I was going to bring up because he seems to be unhappy in Edmonton out of nowhere. This is a guy that retired from Edmonton and now is really unhappy that he can't just go play anywhere else because Edmonton still owns his rights. So how much you want to bet that phone call to him was from the riders saying, Whatever Edmonton was going to pay you, we're going to pay you more because we desperately need you. I don't think it's coincidence that that right after um, – ah, I can't remember the name because it's hard to pronounce as well. Cyrus, after he says, okay, I'm done, that Derek Dennis is making noise on Twitter going, but I retired. I don't want to play for the Edmonton Elk. They suck. I don't want to be there. I retired for this. I, I don't think it's coincidence. So – I don't know if you're Saskatchewan and I think I'm with you. You don't have a preseason game to figure things out. I think if you're the Riders, you got to make a move, you know, as soon as possible, whether that's, you know, knowing Labatt's in your back pocket after you get through your stretch of home games or trading something to the Elk because this old line is going to make or break this team, mm-hmm. a team with great cup aspirations, a team with home playoff aspirations. To me, you call up the Elk and unless it's one of the, you know, the guys that we're talking about that we potentially take in an expansion draft or potentially protecting an expansion draft. I think you say, what's your price? We need Derek Dennis. Yeah. It's it's certainly an option to look at because even if you're looking at bringing some Americans up, you're still 14 days away from them getting onto your practice field. And then there whatever time to get caught up from there. If there's some guys in your necklace that you think will be able to jump in and do that job. Right, and, and, and Derek Dennis has played for this team before, and I get it. There's all sorts of new offensive schemes and stuff, but he's a guy that's familiar with at least members of the coaching staff. Yeah, so there's certainly going to have to be something done there. Or maybe not. Who knows? I mean, they're going to try different things out, and uh, I guess, I mean, that's just going to be what is going to happen at the start of the season for everyone is they're just going to kind of figure things out as they go. Which is why I think, which is why I've been so high on my Blue Bombers as long as Zach Caleros doesn't fall apart like he often does. Yeah, that's There's always that that's risk. that's a pretty big question mark to have. That's like yeah, maybe, maybe after that's, two years, that's, he's uh, finally not built like one of those crash test dummies action figures from the 1990s. I believe we said about that about the Riders for a couple of years under Zach yeah. Caleros. Yeah, yeah, I remember those years. But hey, it brought us, you know. Jesus sprinkles and corn dogs, so it all kind of worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of working out in the end, uh, Major Junior Hockey League has now has a new TV deal. We all, yes. everyone, everyone knew they were going to TSN. That was like the it was going to be okay. The CHL is coming to TSN. That was kind of the reported rumor for a while, but we got a little more details today about this, and 
It's an interesting setup that they have going now over at the Canadian Hockey League. And mm-hmm. it's one that I believe the CFL and a lot of other leagues that aren't the NHL, frankly, in Canada, probably should be emulating. No, oh, 100%. Get, get get yourself in front of as many mm-hmm. eyeballs as possible, as many networks as possible. It's something you and I have been shouting from the rooftops for, I think, I, since episode one of this podcast. Yes. Multiple networks also always make something seem bigger than it is. And... <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so, so what this deal looks like is basically TSN carries the bulk of the load. They get kind of, you know, the major national events like the Top Prospects game and the playoffs and the Memorial mm-hmm. Cup and the whole thing. Uh, they get game... They get some, you know, 30 games for the regular season. But... And there's some games on RDS and French, obviously. But they've tied themselves in with CBC as well, which mm-hmm. I don't think is a wrinkle anyone saw coming. It wasn't a wrinkle that I saw sort of reported anywhere. And I generally am still a media nerd and like to follow the rights of different sports leagues and what's going on there. Join so the I feel I feel like if that was mentioned somewhere, I probably would have noticed it. Yeah, it was a sneaky kind of a left yeah. field announcement. So there's going to be a game of the week on CBC early season games, whatever that means. I don't know when that point cuts off. Obviously, probably for NHL reasons, they don't want to go all year with the game of the week on CBC, but regardless. But that all both games will continue uh, streaming a game of the week on CBC Gem, which, if you don't know, is uh, their streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Which so has I've... some really sneaky good content. It does, it does, way. absolutely. So what I like about this deal is you've you still hit all the bases. You have your traditional over-the-air network on CBC, Mm-hmm. You have your traditional cable network on TSN, and you have streaming all built into this one deal. So you now have the opportunity, even if it's one game a week streaming, you have a potential to reach an audience of cable cutters that you maybe didn't reach before. Right. And so this is a huge win as far as I'm concerned for the Canadian Junior Hockey League. I hope we see something similar for you, sports. I have yet to hear anything about a specific sort of national TV deal for them yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is kind of the way that uh, I think the CEBL, though they're kind of hitched in with CBC along with the Canadian Premier League on one soccer or whatever it's called. Right. So, I mean, this is, I think, the way to go. And it's something that, frankly, the CFL should have done last time around. You keep Bell Media happy by basically that they're probably still producing everything. They're still making all the money off everything. But you get your game in, in front of some eyeballs, in front of some more people on sort of traditional television. And you give yourself a streaming outlet all in one shot. Well, and that's exactly it. The the fact that the CFL still doesn't have a streaming outlet that isn't free. That that is like accessible in some way. Like even if it was one that was paid, but it's not $25 a month like TSN Direct. Right. I mean, I'm not a cord cutter. Um, And the only reason I'm not a cord cutter is because Sportsnet and TSN would cost me as much as my cable package does with Shaw. Yeah. Shaw Cable's basically like, okay, yeah, your internet is $85 a month. We'll throw in a whole shitload of TV for like 40 right? So that's the big reason I'm not the, I'm not the cord cutter, but I love the CBC gem idea. Like, mm-hmm. it's a free app. You do know those games of the week later in the season, once, once they're off the big network, you're just picking up somebody's local broadcast stream, and there are a shitload of talented broadcasters across the Canadian Hockey League. Like, that is a gig you couldn't pay me enough to do, but man, there are some talented guys working that grind. Mm-hmm. So all you're doing is picking up a home feed, it's being promoted by TSN, you're tossing it on an easily accessible free-to-play app, 
picking up some cord cutters that, you know what, maybe you don't want to go to illegalhockeystreams.napster.net to watch a 420p version of the Vancouver Canucks playing on a Saturday night. Maybe you're like, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch some, some Connor Bedard in, in HD because you know the Pats are probably going to be heavily featured in this package. So it is, a, it, and we've been saying this for years, it is such a giant miss by the CFL to not have done something like this and the fact that I hope I hope that this leads to some sort of TSN and CBC CFL partnership because mm-hmm. let's face it the CBC by now the business model of them taking hockey night in Canada from Sportsnet selling limited ads on it largely based in local markets and just using it to program to promote their shows seems to be working mm-hmm. They get to keep their, they are, they continue to, they stay in the hockey game without the absorbent cost that Sportsnet is now enduring. Well, that's it. I mean, basically Sportsnet says, hey, out of the, out of the hundred ad slots, you get two and you get to promo all your own shows, but there's some decent stuff out there. And again, like that's, yeah, I remember that's the first time I saw promos for Shit's Creek and put it this way. My wife has an EU David license plate. That's, you know, it's a little spark that, that creates a major fandom so i i do i really and as the cfl keeps talking about new revenue streams and needing it in front of younger eyeballs like mm-hmm. like they just need to pull their heads out of their asses get yourself on a second network even if it's just a cbc licensing agreement with tsn and i don't see if you're the cfl how you aren't approaching tsn and going and saying like hey we know we have this broadcast deal you're producing our games is there any hope of you know, kicking those to CBC Gem so we can get some new eyeballs. Because again, TSN still making all of the money because you're, you know, there's going to be the TSN commercials, those some of those terrible, repetitive TSN commercials on CBC Gem. Maybe for the CFL, you just start you you put the bug in the ear at, at Bell Media and go, hey, throw us a bone here, let help us out, help us get in front of more eyeballs because that's more important than ever for the survival of this league. And I just, it drives me nuts that you and I have been saying this since basically the first day we met when I wasn't watching rider practice and distracting you from it. Yeah, and I, I just fear that, I mean, I hope that some of the talks with the XFL maybe open some eyes to where they need to go media-wise because I think for a while they kind of had their heads trapped in the sand and they thought, oh, TSN's been great to us, which let's not, you know, let's not bury TSN here. They have done no. great things for the league. There's no question about it. But there comes a time when you need to evolve. And we know the answer isn't necessarily adding Sportsnet to the package. The answer is adding something like CBC Gem. Or even if, and we I've talked about this before, even if you stayed with Bell Media saying, okay, you are doing this, but we want some kind of CFL package available out there. Because the Rogers NHL package online is owned by Rogers. They own the streaming rights in Canada as well. There is nothing stopping Bell Media from turning around and having some kind of service. Now they won't be able; they wouldn't be able to charge two hundred fifty bucks a year like yeah. the NHL does. But if you said, "Hey, if you put a," and they should ask fans across the country right now if you're Bell Media, means that hey, if we put out a streaming package exclusive of all CFL games for you to watch online anywhere you want at any time, what would you be willing to pay for that? Right. And if you like, if I was a casual fan, you know, I have cable at home, so I'm not worried about it. I can watch the games when I want. And uh, the TSN Go app on a few different platforms actually archives the games, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I would say, okay, if I was in, if I was the fan watching at home, I'd say, 
you know, normal week, you know, a normal season 21 weeks, you know, you're probably just going to watch your team more or less, maybe a few other games. So you'll probably watch 18. Let's say you watch 25 regular season games, plus all the playoffs in the great cup. I'd say, yeah, maybe pay 75 to hundred bucks for that. I didn't, I didn't even say that that was high. The, um, the top range package for the national lacrosse league, mm-hmm. which is similar. It's a weekend sport, similar length season. Was fifty bucks. Yeah, I, I and that mean, was and different that was audience, different, different demand levels, I think. But yeah, right. Uh, but I mean, still, I think to me, if it, like, I'm I'm with you. I'm not a cord cutter, but yeah. I think something like that, and, and maybe that's why TSN doesn't want to do it because the only there's two events I really make a point of sit down and watching now: football mm-hmm. and the Briar. Yeah. Right. So if all of a sudden. I could cut the cord and get the CFL for 50 bucks. I, I, maybe that's why they're not doing it, which still doesn't make any sense to me. But I think I, I, I think you need something on an app for people to see. Mm-hmm. Just to, you need new eyeballs on the game. Otherwise, it's going to be no bueno. Absolutely. And, and the gambling issue, the gambling side of this is only going to put more pressure on that. Because there are going, in theory, there could be more people than ever interested in watching some games if they have money on the line. And if they don't have cable, they might not actually be interested in putting CFL bets on if they can't actually watch the game. Oh, as a degenerate gambler, if I have money on a game and it's getting close, if I'm getting close to covering a spread, no matter where I'm at, wedding, bar mitzvah, maybe even a funeral, that game's coming on my phone. Hey, Jacques Cartier, show's over. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.